Bill O'Brien's sudden departure from Ohio State has created this entire chain reaction. We're going to connect the dots and how it affects your team, UCLA, Chip Kelly, P.J. Fleck, all of it right here. Locked On Big Ten starts right now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheba. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every New potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Well, we're going to do the whole coaching carousel thing here and the chain reaction. We'll get to all of it, plus the late, latest on Caitlin Clark and our Big Ten Top Ten observations over the weekend. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Now that the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, it's over. Back to college football. We never leave college football. A lot of stuff that we discussed on Thursday and Friday's podcast here on Lockdown Big Ten actually happened since we last spoke. If you know you've been in a Super Bowl cloud, we'll get to all the latest here in the past couple of days and kind of iron things out for you. First of all, Bill O'Brien, three weeks after agreeing to be, become Ryan Day's offensive coordinator at Ohio State, bolted from Columbus, Ohio, as we thought he would, to take the head coaching job at Boston College. So he is gone, going back to Boston, where he spent a lot of time with the Patriots, of course. And uh, that job in Boston opened up because Jeff Halfley, well, he got tired of nil and transfer portals, and he took the Packers defensive coordinator job. So Bill O'Brien out at Ohio State within minutes. It seemed like Chip Kelly, the UCLA football coach, ended up taking his spot at Ohio State to replace Bill O'Brien. And uh, we talked a lot about Chip Kelly as well. Um, I mean, this, this seemed like it happened within minutes. Uh, he hated, it seemed, being a, the UCLA head coach so much that despite his $6 million a year salary, he was begging everybody else to offer him a job, any job. He interviewed twice with the Raiders for their offensive coordinator job and did not get it. There was interest from the Washington Commanders. That's a job he did not get. Last Tuesday, the night before signing day with new recruits, he was interviewing with the Seattle Seahawks for that job. At that point, it seemed to me and here on Lockdown Big Ten that there was no way Kelly could even return to UCLA. And with no NFL coordinator jobs available to him, he then jumped on the Ohio State bandwagon as soon as that became available when O'Brien left. So now he is staying in the Big Ten, but taking a demotion, less pay to become a coordinator uh, think about it. He walked away from a $6 million a year head coaching job at UCLA to be a $2 million a year offensive coordinator at Ohio State. And that's no knock on Ohio State. Look, we hope uh, everything works out for Ryan Day at Ohio State. But if it doesn't, does Chip Kelly find himself thrust back into a head coaching position again, which he doesn't want it? Look, that's a topic for the summertime. Seriously, I don't want to get Ohio State fans riled up here. Let's keep with what's going on here 
in reality. Um, look, Kelly may have just loathed NIL and transfer portal issues. And, um, you know, he wanted to parachute out of there, out of Westwood and get out of there. In fact, he had an interesting quote over the weekend. He said, uh, nil trumps over weather. It means he's not going to stay out there in the beautiful weather of California because nil is such a pain in the rear. That's what he said. That's a big hint to how he really feels. Plus, let's keep in mind here. There were a lot of boosters that actually wanted him out at UCLA back in November. And then at the end of the season, probably beating USC helped save his job uh, for the time being anyway. And so did his contract. UCLA's athletic department is strapped for cash. And that's why they're moving to the lucrative Big Ten in the first place, right? Kelly's current contract had an $8.5 million buyout at UCLA. In December of 2024, it drops to $4 million. So it seems like even though they didn't like him there, they're going to swallow their medicine and ride out another very uncomfortable year at UCLA while it's their first year in the Big Ten. It's just a messed up situation. It is a very messed up situation. Plus, everybody knows UCLA's schedule is going to be much tougher in 2024 with the Big Ten element. So just to review a little bit the connection, a younger Ryan Day back in the day, he coached under Chip Kelly with the Philadelphia Eagles and with the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, now, you know, the Buckeyes, they've uh, done a great job in the portal. They've done a great job with the recruits. And now, bringing over Chip Kelly, Ohio State can even cherry pick a few UCLA players to come on over. Uh, look for that. Frankly, I don't know why Ryan Day didn't offer Chip Kelly this job in the first place before he hired Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator last month. But in fairness, maybe Kelly wasn't ready to give up on jumping to the NFL as a coordinator. And then when that dried up, then his only option really was to go to Ohio State. So a few weeks later, the equation changed. It happens. It happens. By the way, the Seattle Seahawks job that Kelly was interviewing for went to Ryan Grubb who followed Kalen DeBoer from Washington University to go to, uh, from the Huskies to go to Alabama. And then he decided to return back to Seattle uh, with the Seahawks. Maybe it's, I, I have no inside information, but I bet it was a move for family and whatnot. Just staying in the Seattle area, having been with the Huskies, now just going to Seattle, going to skip the whole Tuscaloosa, Alabama thing. The chain reaction though is not done, is it? Because the first name I heard pop up for the UCLA job was Minnesota's P.J. Fleck. I'm like, that didn't make any sense. Uh, you know, I, first of all, he issued a statement. I believe he's on some sort of anniversary trip with uh, Mrs. Fleck. And he issued a statement on Twitter that said he's very excited about the gopher season coming up in 2024. Not going anywhere. But going into the weekend, his name was the first one up. And I thought... Is that going to work? Is P.J. Fleck, and I have all the respect in the world for P.J. Fleck. He's won a lot of games in Minnesota. I don't know if his rah-rah, let's go, everybody row the boat together style will fit the laid-back Southern California lifestyle out there or not. At first glance, I wasn't so sure. Maybe that's what they need. Who knows? But I don't know that it's going to be P.J. Fleck at this time. It looks like he's committed to staying at Minnesota. Uh, by the way, I'm sure his quarter zips and his neat, neatly tied ties. I don't know if that style would fit. Maybe it would. Maybe it look good in the golden sunshine out there. 
really don't need a good quarter zip out there. Well, unless you have a night game, it cools off pretty fast out there in Los Angeles. But again, I think it's a moot point at this point. Um, so other than a brief stint with the 49ers a practice squad and uh, brief stints as assistance at Rutgers, uh, PJ Flag has never been anywhere other than the Midwest. I think he's a great choice for Minnesota. I think he can be there. Uh, you know, I think he had a, a cup of coffee with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a coach as well. But, um, you know, with expansion between West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, there is no Midwest. It's the whole country now in the Big Ten. He's going to be just fine if he stays there at Minnesota. Uh, very respectable coach. couple other candidates, though, for the UCLA job, maybe former Stanford coach David Shaw. Uh, he was a four-time Pac-12 coach of the year. His son is a receiver on the team. Or maybe USC defensive coordinator Danton Lynn, who just left UCLA to become the defensive coordinator at USC. We talked about this on Lockdown Big Ten just last week. By the way, all of our prior podcasts on our website at talkbig10number10.com. Go back and check them out. But whoever UCLA hires, their new coach might have to inherit a few members of Chip Kelly's staff because Kelly was successful at getting a lot of his assistance, assistance two-year uh, extensions and title promotions off of last season. We talked about that last week in the middle of the week here on Lockdown Big Ten as well. So, um, you know, and I got to thinking and snowballing if PJ Fleck could ever be talked into leaving Minnesota to go to UCLA. I was wondering who they would turn to. You know, they have a lot of staff members that have been with him for a long, long time. Cohen, co-offensive coordinators, Greg Harbaugh Jr., no relation to the famous Harbaugh's. Uh, Matt Simon, uh, Corey Heatherman was just um, named a defensive coordinator last month. But uh, I I think they're fine. I think Flex staying at Minnesota. I don't mean to keep harping on it. Um, I do think there are some interesting choices for UCLA moving forward. And UCLA athletic director Martin Jarman told the football team that he would have a new coach in place within 96 hours. Yeah, you know, and that's another thing I find really interesting. It happened in Alabama, too. You know, Nick Saban left. They went through a couple of candidates, but they were – gung-ho on getting a guy in there within 72 hours ucla same thing 96 hours. usually these things take weeks but um decisions need to be made quickly at this time of year and so they're gonna have uh let's see i think 96 hours from when this was announced that would put us at some time around tuesday tomorrow so we'll see how things develop there and how quickly that does move at UCLA. People turn down the job because of what happened with the Chip Kelly situation. Maybe they don't get their first choice. I'm not sure about that. Um, if nothing has happened in the next 24 hours, I'll have a wild card name for you that I've had in the back of my mind to be the head coach at UCLA Bruin. We'll share that with you uh, on tomorrow's podcast here on Lockdown Big Ten. So this whole chain reaction thing that's going on uh, after the big move at Ohio State, what do you guys think? Uh, hit me up, of course, on uh, Twitter, X, at TalkBig10, number 10. Comments here on YouTube and, of course, the website, TalkBig10number10.com as well. Got more Big Ten news. Caitlin Clark got a little closer to the all-time scoring mark. Tell you what's wrong with the Badgers basketball team, the men's team. All that's coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, LinkedIn Jobs is fantastic. At the start of each and every year, small business owners are asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level this year in 2024? 
LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. It's the same thing as a football team or a basketball team in the Big Ten. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And it's not just another job board, okay? LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have many quality candidates, and that's why uh, it's so easy. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours with LinkedIn. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats. I've had to do this before myself. And the last thing you want to do is stop everything down and go hire people. They make it so much easier at LinkedIn jobs, uh, specifically for you know uh, businesses and small businesses that might not have a lot of time or resources to hire people. So thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy with LinkedIn jobs. I want to thank all of you for making uh, Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day, especially you everydayers. Maybe you NFLers just got done watching the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, discovering us here as we get back into college football and basketball mode here. You everydayers out there, thank you very much. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe down below and tell your friends about us. Uh, but subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. And again, don't forget to go to our website, talkbigtennumber10.com. You can get uh, Big Ten merch, shirts, pennants, hats, everything right there. Uh, ticket information, everything you want at your fingertips at our website. So there's going to be another uh, defensive coaching departure at Michigan. Let's talk about this. Steve Klinkscale. He was the co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. He was the defensive backs coach of the year this year. All of a sudden, he is going to head west with Jim Harbaugh's staff at the Chargers as well. Klinkscale had hoped to be the outright defensive coordinator there in Ann Arbor. And when they went with Wink Martindale, Klinkscale decided, all right, I'm going to hit the bricks. I'm going to try the NFL and go with Jim Harbaugh out there out west. So that's the latest there. You know, uh, Lockdown Big Ten uh, talked a couple of weeks ago about former Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel and the possibility of him assisting his friend Luke Fickle out at Wisconsin. And, you know, Vrabel was another guy. Vrabel and Bill Belichick did not get jobs. Those are two really good coaches that did not get NFL jobs. So what were they going to do? Vrabel might go hang out at Wisconsin for a while in some unnamed role. Uh, without a title and kind of help out a little bit, be an extra set of eyes and ears, particularly with spring football coming up around the corner. So his defensive skills will be an extra asset for Luke Fickle as well as they get ready for spring ball at Madison. Uh, Fickle and Vrabel go way back to their days at Ohio State together, if you're wondering about the connection. Speaking of Wisconsin, let's do that for a minute. Men's basketball, what's going on? Uh, Wisconsin ranked 11th in the country has had a very good season up to now, but they are in a slump. They lost at Rutgers on Saturday night. In fact, they were blown out 78 to 56. Now Rutgers is a tough place to play. Um, so that part of it is not shocking. Uh, in fact, Rutgers has won three in a row 
and uh, they had a tough battle with Purdue, too, before that winning streak. So they've been playing well. They hit 10 of 17 three-pointers in that game. What is puzzling is that Wisconsin has lost four in a row during this time of the season, which March Madness is right around the corner, and these uh, such streaks can be a little bit concerning this time of year. The Badgers have now lost to Nebraska by eight points in overtime, six points to Purdue, four points to Michigan, and now this 22-point blowout loss to Rutgers. During the stretch, the Badgers have gone cold from the three-point arc. Five of 21 against Rutgers, five of 19 versus Michigan, three of 19 versus Purdue. They are cold as ice from the outside. That's their problem right now. So. Wisconsin, you got to snap out of it. You're one of the top three teams in the league. Everybody's been talking about how, you know, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois, no problem, and everybody else is battling. Wisconsin's in a slump now with these four games in a row. It's unbelievable. All right, so Caitlin Clark went into the weekend on Sunday needing 39 points to break the NCAA women's all-time scoring mark. She averages about 32 points per game, and that's just about what she did on Sunday. Uh, the Iowa-Nebraska game was on national TV on Fox, a little warm-up to the Super Bowl. She scored 31, one below her average. She was held scoreless in the fourth quarter. Nebraska hits a late three and actually upset Iowa 82-79. to So you do the math, what does that mean? Clark now needs seven points to tie and eight points to be the all-time leading scorer in women's basketball. They host Michigan on Thursday. Look, I know you want to try and get the record as soon as possible because things happen, right? Uh, and you want to get the win, so I get it. Um, I don't think it's such a bad thing, all things considered, if you want to take a step back, that she didn't break the record on Sunday. I know Iowa wanted the win. But had she broken that record, nobody would have noticed because it would have been a two-second blurb everywhere because it's the day of the Super Bowl and the day after the Super Bowl. That's all anybody talks about. So uh, if you're a women's basketball fan, it's a silver lining, blessing in disguise. This will now get moved to Thursday, and now uh, women's basketball will get the boost that it needs, and uh, she will likely break the record Thursday night against Michigan. So... Uh, I know they're disappointed they didn't get the win. I know she's probably disappointed she didn't get the the title, the uh, scoring title out of the way. I mean, it is a little bit of a distraction. She seems to be handling it great. But uh, anyway, that's some, there's some food for thought on that as well. Hey, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. We talk about it every day. So you everydayers know that Locked On has launched another channel, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts locked on, plus our national shows covering every single league. That means this podcast, Locked On Big Ten, also airs over there with everybody else every half hour. Brand new one up over there. So go to Locked On Sports today after you're done with us on YouTube and subscribe there after you subscribe here. All right? So check that out. Now, we've got our... Big 10 Top 10, if you're new, we do this every Monday, coming off the weekend. It's my Top 10 Observations of the Week around the Big 10. Uh, 7'4", Zach Eady is now a three-point shooter. That's making the list. That and more, it's all coming up right here on Lockdown Big 10. FanDuel is something you got to get in on here, right? 
and you can get buckets with your first FanDuel bet. America's number one sportsbook FanDuel because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA uh, players and teams. They have quick bets, uh, live same-game parlays, uh, exclusive props, everything on there. I'll give you a couple of hints right now. Uh, you know what's killing it this year? Any Indiana Pacer game and the over. I mean, all the time. Cleaning up. So check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, so uh, we like to do our Big Ten Top Ten coming off the weekend. Going to put it on the screen here. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. And if you're on audio only, we'll describe it in detail for you. So here it is. Put it up here on the screen. And we'll start it out at uh, number 10. Put uh, Rutgers' Jeremiah uh, Williams on the list. Now, he's an interesting story. He scored 18 points. And he... Um, he was just activated uh, February 3rd after he was out 709 days due to an Achilles injury. And then he had to sit out 20 games for violating the NCAA gambling policy. So he's back into the lineup and producing for a Rutgers team, which of course just beat uh, Wisconsin. So 18 points in that game. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, Maryland, Jameer Young at number nine, Jameer, you know, Jameer Young frequently makes our lists. We always, uh, we always observe him 26 points, seven rebounds and four assists, even though it was a loss to Ohio state wanted to give him a shout out again. I think he's a pretty good player. Somebody you should watch. Speaking of losing to Ohio state at number eight, Ohio state hoops. They did beat Maryland. It was 79-75 in double overtime on Saturday. It was a thrilling game. Um, so I, I thought we were going to have double overtime in the Super Bowl, didn't you? <laughs> I, I did. Uh, so Ohio State, double overtime. The win uh, over Maryland on Saturday, making number eight on our Big Ten Top Ten list. Let's see what else we have here. In Illinois, at number seven, Terrence Shannon Jr., they lost to Michigan State. That was a tough game. Again, win or lose, if you have a good performance, I'm going to put you on here. And Terrence Shannon had 28 points in that game, in that loss against Michigan State. So I thought I'd uh, throw that up there as well. At number six, the Michigan State comeback against Illinois. So here was the deal. Illinois, number 10 in the country, taking on Michigan State. And Michigan State... Wins this game 88-80 to 80 on Saturday. They were down eight points with six minutes to go. And it's Michigan State's second win versus a top-10 team this season. If you've listened to us at all throughout the year, I've always given Michigan State props every year I do. But particularly this year, they played like a half a dozen ranked teams in the pre-Big Ten uh, schedule, the non-conference schedule. And they lost almost all of them. You know, sometimes you, you win a few, you lose a few, but it gets you ready for the Big Ten play and it gets you ready for the NCAA tournament by playing these tough teams. The only problem was Michigan State got off to a slow start and they were losing these games. Now, they, they beat, uh, I'm going off my memory here, they beat Baylor, right, while they were ranked. 
and now this win against Illinois. So that's a couple of top 10 wins on the resume for Michigan State, who's starting to play a lot better at the right time of the year. But when you got a coach like Tom Izzo, that's what that's just what you do. Start fast, start slow, whatever. But come February, getting ready for March, you're going to be playing some pretty good basketball. And number five on our list, uh, the uh, Indiana Lady Hoosiers against Purdue. At number four, speaking of Purdue, Zach Eady, um, shooting three-pointers now. 26 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks in the 79-59 win over the Indiana Hoosiers. So that was his first career three-pointer, by the way. So, yeah, that was pretty impressive. Right from the top of the key, the Mackey Arena's going nuts, and he banks it in. So, um, <laughs> that was phenomenal. Uh, and, and, and it was I, now he's showing the NBA he can shoot. But uh, yeah, so Purdue beating Indiana handily and sweeping him for the season. But that's why I have the Lady Hoosiers at number five as they get revenge for the men at Bloomington and the 14th ranked Lady Hoosiers beat Purdue 95 to 62 over the weekend. Uh, let's see what else we have here at, uh, number three, I'm going to put it. I was Caitlin Clark. Look, I know Iowa lost. I know, uh, she didn't score in the fourth quarter. She didn't get the scoring title yet. She did have 31 and she's just so good for the women's game and the Caitlin Clark cam. It's like 800,000 views. There's a camera that you can follow streaming that just follows her every motion and play in a game. It's incredible. Uh, what she does for women's basketball. Number two, uh, I'm going to put Ohio State football on list. Hey, good job with the quick hiring of Chip Kelly after Bill O'Brien left. I thought Ryan Day would be in a bit of a pickle here if Bill O'Brien left him just three weeks after joining as an offensive coordinator. He goes and he gets Chip Kelly, which I, which I think may even work out better for Ohio State. So good move by the Ohio State Buckeyes at number two. And at number one, we're going to put uh, Super Bowl 58. I just enjoyed watching all the Big Ten players, the alumni of the Big Ten, like George Kittle from Iowa, Nick Bosa at Ohio State, Chase Young, Ohio State, Jake Moody from Michigan, some big kicks, had that one block, but that didn't help out. Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers. That's just name a few. There were 20 Big Ten alumni in all that were playing in Super Bowl 58. So that made the list of our top 10 uh, observations, our Big Ten top 10 observations from the weekend. So I hope you enjoyed all that as well. All right, so that's what, that's what we do every Monday, our Big Ten top 10. Tuesday, tomorrow we'll have our Tuesday tweets. I think we're going to look a little closer into the UCLA football coaching situation. I may have a surprise name for you there tomorrow. We'll see how things develop here in the next 24 hours. And uh, we'll kind of get a bead on what is going to happen there. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to follow me on Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10. Also on YouTube and our website, TalkBig10Number10.com. Check that out as well. And all of our podcasts are archived there as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe. That helps us out a lot. And follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And don't forget... Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube called Locked On Sports Today. Feel free to subscribe there 
as well when you're done with this podcast. We're off to a big week. The Super Bowl's behind us. We're already counting down the days to spring football and March Madness with basketball. And this is the place you want to be for all of it regarding the Big Ten. For Locked On Big Ten, I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you so much for checking us out. We'll talk to you next time.